HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. All right, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to the show Life's a Banquet, the show that's edible, spreadable, and Zara. Horrible. Starring your hosts, me, Brent and Scott, and me, Zara Tangora. A show about ostriches, wine, and dough. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> Always. Life's a banquet, life's a banquet, life's a banquet, banquet. Oh, I have a really good subway story. Tell. <laughs> tell it. Oh, wait. Oh, first, heart. let's tell people what we're doing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, welcome to episode number two of Life's a Banquet podcast, a show about the highs and lows of everything edible, spreadable, and pourable, Zara. Breton. <laughs> Scott. And you're my co-host, Zara. Correct. Tangora. Uh-huh. Okay. And I... We were arranged married kind of in podcast and i and i joe am blow your <laughs> joe blow nightmare <laughs> i'm your co-host brett and scott hey girl can you tell so, me what happened on the subway now let's get back to this we're gonna tell you some really really good stories later but first i have to tell you a story that happened after the opera we were exiting uh, we were exiting the opera we went to go see il trevatore mm-hmm uh, as we walked up to the 72nd Street stop, which I thought would be quicker, we headed downtown. Uh, upon arrival on the train, uh, there was a homeless woman. Okay. No, I'm being I'm being very serious now. She was, well, okay, I, I actually don't know that she, how, how presumptuous. Right. I don't know she was homeless, but she had a giant orange Target grocery cart, right. long stringy hair, and she was reading a paper real intently, real okay. just like, well, Reading a paper at night is the first sign that something's <laughs> wrong. At 11.30 p.m. on yeah. a Monday right. uh, on the 2-3 train going downtown Express. It actually went local, bitches. So, so anyway, so she somebody bumps in her cart and she, her grocery cart, and she's like, what the fuck, you fucker, <laughs> fucking, fucking shit, fuck, <laughs> get the fuck away from my fucking cart, right? And, <laughs> I sit down. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be a good one. So anyway, so the next stop over, we were going local, as I said. So I think we're at 66 or whatever. And this guy gets on and he was another homeless person drinking a what is that called? A four, what, four, what is that called? A 40 ounce a, can a of beer. A 40 ounce. Yes. 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 I don't really know what those are, but I've heard that 40, people. A 22 ounce. I'm usually if it's in a can, it's like a 22. Yeah. yeah it's like a 22 ounce tall boy. A big ass can of and beer. And I didn't know the brand of the beer, but the, the bag was halfway down and it was mm-hmm. very colored. It was Polish or something. Wow. And he bumps into her cart <laughs> and doors close and she's like, get the fuck away from my fucking cart. Get the <sighs> fuck away. And he's like, oh, fuck fuck you don't even fucking know who you're fucking with you're fucking with the fucking best Your face. and he goes listen and he goes listen not my fucking mother with a broken leg not my sister not my neighbor and then listen for it he goes not even my fucking concubine will fuck you over and i was my I start cracking up because I go my concubine. I go that's so out of so not classy. I was like so unexpected. I go bravo. <laughs> so he freaks out. Obviously, I'm gonna cut the story short. We get to 42nd Street, and he's like, "I'm gonna fucking you better get off this fucking train. I'm gonna throw your fucking carriage fucking out the fucking train, and it'll be in the fucking garbage, you bitch." Oh my god! Oh my god! I was like, Lord I, have mercy. I'm. 
laughing hysterically yeah. and everybody else in this train is was scared. scared. And then I thought at one point I thought he locked eyes with me and saw <gasps> me laughing Uh-oh. and I quit. I was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> I started know. crying instead. Started, yeah. like, oh, I'm very troubled by oh, that this. That reminds me of that wonderful <laughs> joke I heard at that Jerry Seinfeld show. Oh, I watched it. Yes. Okay. Did you watch the Jerry Seinfeld stand up? The, the recent first one? Uh, 20, you get on the subway, you get in the, and I, now I'm yeah. always like, wait, did I get in that Uber or, or wait, did I get, yeah, yeah. I took yeah. <laughs> he mentioned the classic thing about Long Island being like, it, you are on Long Island. Like on I'm on Long the island exactly. instead of in Long Island, which mm-hmm. is the true. Also, <clears throat> something about Long Island, where I am from, for anyone who doesn't know me, <laughs> represent Suffolk County. Anyway, I met someone well, recently from a... Guam. Oh, yes. One of my, yes. You know someone from Guam as well? I've, yeah. I've, okay. I've encountered. You've encountered a Guamanese. From, a, a Guamanese Yes, person. many Guamanese people. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. For all y'all from Guam listening to this podcast, what up? Um, but being from Long Island, I I didn't realize this was a Long Island thing. But when I said this to this woman from Guam, she was like, oh, that's a Long Island thing. I grew up thinking that Guam was the furthest away place ever. Like, I don't know if they said this in Wisconsin, but you know, it'd be like going to Tumbuktu. Oh, like where, 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 like if you took a long time coming back from the bathroom, it'd be like, where were you Guam? You know, like, <laughs> like oh my God, that's so funny. Cause we would say, my mom would say, where, where'd you go at Timbuktu? Oh, really? But in movies they used to call Sheboygan and be like, where are you from? Like Sheboygan. Oh, really? Mythical land of, yeah, it was used a lot in the, that's so interesting. But so was Guam in growing up in Wisconsin? Was Guam like very far no. away for you guys? Well, I don't remember using it as, you a, a, little as n- a colloquialism. Okay. As a colloquialism. That's a very good vocab yeah. word. Um, Guam was like <laughs> mad far for us. And then I, so when I met her the other day, I was like, oh my God, you're from Guam? Like Guam? People you... live in Guam? Like I was, I just thought it was like a rainforest <laughs> yeah, have, or something. We have our own national anthem. What do you mean? Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm from Guam. What's the problem? She's like, oh, are you from Long Island? I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, my ex-boyfriend was from Long Island and all of you people are like intolerant of she Guam. She knew about it? Yeah. Oh my goodness, that is yeah. actually incredible. She used to date my cousin, Patrick, actually. Well, how about that? <laughs> she's like, like, your family is fucking against Guam. I was like, no, we love yeah, Guam. Now. We just don't know where it is. Oh, speaking of Long Island, yes, you please. had mentioned something, not not to get off the topic, but no, since I we're sort of a feed it to death. food, beverage, <laughs> lifestyle <laughs> podcast, I wanted to ask you, you had mentioned, you said, oh, but I want to make some Manhattan clam chowder. And I said, oh, I prefer New England clam chowder. Yeah. And then Preston says, was it Preston Luke. that asked? Or, yeah, yeah, Luke's. Or what happens if you mix them? And you said you get Long Island chowder. Yeah, it's delicious. For any of you who don't know about it, Long Island chowder is the red and the white it's in the, the same bowl. Best of both worlds. It's delicious. It's really good. We have to go sometime when we go out to Long Island, go to like a shitty seafood place and get uh, some Long Island clam chowder. That that sounds absolutely delicious. It's great. It's hard like at home, right? Like if you're gonna make. I don't know, two clam chatters just so you can mix them together. It seems like well, something is better to get out. You can make it at home. but just... What if you just double? All right, here's what you're going to do. We you're did gonna... it at Brucey once. We just double the batch and then mix them. Put the rest of the quartz in the freezer. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and then have it for a delicious meal later. I mean, that's fair. I guess I don't really yeah, have like a, right. a home kitchen right now, so the thought of making two pots of clam chowder <laughs> is like very <laughs> overwhelming. I'm like, well, first I well, have to find a place to cook the clam chowder. <laughs> Okay, first of all, Breton, first of I all, cook? I don't want excuses. There are plugs outside and you can now use an induction burner and mm-hmm. you could also it's winter so you could store cook your on leftovers the outside. Yeah. You could store your leftovers outside because okay. of the cool weather. Fine. I'll so, do it right now. Um uh, anyway, guys, Breton's going to take it from here. I'm off to boil up two pots of chowder. Yep. Peace <laughs> see you later. Uh you know what? If you wait till the very end of the night, Whole Foods throws all of their clams out in the trash <laughs> into the dumpster. <laughs> oh my god! And you can get a load for a free girl. <clears throat> we had a guy who lived upstairs when we were at Brucey, and he was a really great guy. He was really sweet. He'd always come down and bring us like food that he made, and he was just like really like a generally kind of good human. I don't know things he was made. It good? Well, let me tell you, he was a dumpster diver at. Trader Joe's. Yeah, I see where you're getting. So he would come, and he was a dumpster diver at Trader Joe's, and he would come up and look at my apartment. It's amazing. It's full of all this stuff. They just throw this stuff out. But he was like a hoarder. So you open. Where's that accent from? For those of us that aren't. That's kind of. He was from Staten Island. Oh, wait. (laughs) This sounds like your other character. (laughs) No, I know where this. I knew it. He was like, look at all this stuff I have in here, and you just opened his fridge, and it was just jam 
packed of food, not even arranged. It was just like as though someone took a bunch of like a, you know, huge pile of food and shoved it. Like there's a banana and like a a turkey leg and like (laughs) 10 quarts of milk. And there's like yogurt that's like spilling out everywhere. And he was so sweet. I love sweet. it because you just have to have the He'd turkey He'd be like, leg. they're just throwing them out. I rib steaks. I got I rib steaks. <laughs> ten of them. I'm like, but do you need ten I rib steaks? I mean, what the hell are you going to do with all of, this stuff? I don't know. I'm kind of like, as you, because. I thought that was really First cute. of all, I'm, I have to say, you hit my little budget part of me. I was like, wait a second. What time is that? <laughs> so wait. <laughs> he's he like, they're goes, throwing out these raspberries. So There's only on, one yeah. raspberry that's not good in the whole box. And it's like one very funky raspberry. But I mean, yeah. I guess. Well, you know what they say, one bad raspberry. <laughs> if I if I heard it once, I heard it a million times. One bad raspberry just makes everything just fall apart. Completely. One bad raspberry spoils the bunch. Uh, speaking of raspberries, uh, I would like to say it should be pronounced raspberries. <laughs> I just want everybody to know because I think a lot of you don't. Raspberries? Yes, don't even Google it. But Is that how I it's pronounced? I hope that everybody knows that rasp. Berries are spelled with a P. So if Isn't I P silent, oh well, not if it correct, not if, <laughs> not with correct pronunciation and diction. It you is raspberries. Raspberries. Berries. Yeah. Driscoll raspberries. That reminded me of the my the two fat ladies, the cooking show. Oh yeah, they were. She was like, oh, what? Also, raspberries. I hope that they lost a little yes, weight a and that they, you know, are living well, no, out actually, the rest of their lives. Well, one of them died. Uh-oh. It, they're, they're a history. You should, well, save it for a different time Yeah, we should place. do an episode of Two Fat Ladies. I love their... That would be great. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We're talking about it. Uh, so I think, actually, I want to show you something in my kitchen. This is where we're going to... Lay it on me. ...segue. Uh, you always say that, Kelly Rowland. <laughs> <laughs> It's the remix. I knew it. Listen, I'm going to take you to the kitchen because I'm going to show you something. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Breton. Well. What the hell? Are you going to Joe Blow me in there? I, well, <laughs> like I said, Joe Blow is different to everybody. So, okay. So we're just going to okay, pause Okay, here we this. go. All right. So we barely made it into the kitchen and I have a surprise for Zara. So I wasn't really sure... <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing in my life ever, which is very true, but I try. And I decided that I wanted something interesting to talk about this week, uh, something that piqued my interest. And I thought about it as I was going to have a cocktail. Now, for those of you that don't know me, I'm in a very brief uh, month away from drinking. I'm going to pause because Zara's using the restroom because she's using the restroom. Okay. I want to talk to you about this, what I have in front of me. Yes, you it, know looks, what this is? it looks like a bundt cake pan, mm-hmm. a loaf pan full of lo- oh. frozen water. <laughs> well, it's actually correctly called, uh, it's a double hydrogen bond linked to an oxygen known as H2O. Oh. Yes, uh, in layman's terms, <laughs> layman's terms for all of you listeners. There's a lot of layman called, out yeah, there, I bet. It's called water. Oh. That's right, darling. Hello. Have you heard of water? It comes in three types of what, states. What kind of states? Fluid states, yes, uh-huh. very, very Tao Te Ching. Uh, ice, solid states, which is ice. Okay. And that's what we're talking about today. Never heard of it. And there's a third one I can't remember. I think it's like... <gasps> <sighs> okay, so check this out. I was thinking this week about things that piqued my interest, and I thought, well, that's very interesting. I was just telling the audience before you got back from the restroom that I'm not drinking <laughs> You told them I was in the on the john? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was uh, doing a Joe Blow in the back room. <laughs> I was Joe so Blowing. Joe Blow was a back room. <laughs> I pull out the uh, pan of things from the freezer. So th- I pulled it out, or I pulled out the freezer, and I thought, since I'm not drinking for a month, I had a co- I had lots of cocktails the last, I don't know, several years. Yeah, the past several, like yeah, 20 decades. Five years. So I just thought I'd take a small little break. And anyway, it was very upsetting. And do you remember, <laughs> remember last year when... I got obsessed. You walked into the kitchen with ice. Yeah. I was, I, so, okay. So I got obsessed because I don't. First of all, I got the silicone ice trays. All right. If you haven't guessed it, we're talking about ice. Okay. I gave it away. The show's about ice. Yeah. It's about ice. ice. The show's ice, about ice. ice it's about ice. Da, da, it's da, da, about da, da, ice. Ice. Ice, baby. Come on. Ding, 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 ding. And there's this like. Do you know that rap? 
Which one? The Middle Ice? Yeah, yeah. Not by heart. It's crazy. It's Do you know I, by heart? Well, I looked at the lyrics because I, I was thinking about ice. <laughs> like I was oh joking. God, you, you were thinking all about ice. And it's very violent. It, it talks about, oh my God. Oh God. It talks about going down the streets of Florida with guns and getting shot and then... He survives and he's like vanilla ice. Vanilla ice. ice, ice it was baby? very violent, and I didn't. I actually thought. I thought of me as like a teeny bopper running around being like da 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 da. da. <laughs> Even like the Running Man, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I've just or the Roger Rabbit, the Roger Rabbit, and <laughs> that's a dance that I still so, do yeah. sometimes. Anyway, we're gonna talk about ice today. Um, can you hold on one second while no. I sear this? I'm bit. busy. Oh wait! Oh my god! I knew it. Oh my god! I'm about to tell you. So I took out. A long time ago. You're when, amazing. Sorry, I can't deal with Zara you. You're passed, too good. Zara couldn't do a catering event. So uh, Zara passed it on to me. It was for a speaker company, which we won't say the name of because we don't want to plug them for free. Uh, anyway, uh, but the catering was fabulous. And uh, you did a raclette thing. Raclette, yeah. And so since we obviously were, we're homegrown caterers and uh, Jenny and Zara thought, you know, they're like, oh, just bring a torch because they did it at a different party. And so I got the torch. I was like, you know what? I Fuck don't know the story. Did something happen bad with the I torch? No, I just I, I'm telling you how I got ended up getting oh, okay. a kitchen torch. Oh, got it, got it. And got it. so I, I thought, well, for twenty, I think it was like twenty four bucks on Amazon. Yeah, you can never own torch. I'm like, yeah, I'll probably use it once and never it's use it again. It's such a I, good thing to have. It's a torch giant, is a great t- kitchen torch. It's the tool. giant one. Oh my god. Oh my god. So anyway, I I finished my nachos with it. Oh, that's uh, fun. I, it's a really good kitchen tool. If you need have taper candles. It's such a quicker way to <laughs> no to put it because you know they never fit into those brass things. Oh, I thought you meant like to light your candles with like. Oh, I do that also <laughs> in lighting incense because I have very specific types of incense. But what I'm doing here is I'm releasing the ice from. The I love a kitchen torch vessel. because sometimes like I don't oh know. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay. Sometimes you don't want to put things under the broiler because I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, Breton is just torched the ice. And guess what? It popped out perfectly. Popped out perfectly. Yeah. Popped out. Popped out perfect. perfectly. <laughs> popped out. So okay, I have this block of ice. Now, here's what I learned. Several things about ice. You have and like a brick this. of ice now. It's Let's pretty go. Cool. We're going to go to, and now juicy juicy bits and tender moments with Breton Scott and Zara Tengor. Let's talk about ice in your cocktail and what it does and what it means. Ooh. Okay. So do you guys remember, and girls and everybody else, uh, that probably a, more than a decade ago, people would just use that really flimsy kind of ice. And then if you've noticed, if you have some really nice cocktail bars in your in your neighborhood or where you live, you'll notice everybody switched those those cubes. King cubes. Yeah, what are they called, Zara? King cubes. So, Zara, tell us a little bit about what ice does. Um, well, I mean, ice in a cocktail, like, this, you know, waters, I shouldn't say waters down your drink, yeah. but essentially. Waters it, it down. It just, like, dilutes the drink. Yeah. Intentionally. Intentionally. And... Obviously, this well, actually and the not kind obviously. of ice you have yeah. dilutes at a different rate. So I guess I would say this is not an obvious thing: is that those really small pieces of ice dilute very, very quickly when you're shaking a cocktail, right? When a bartender is shaking a cocktail, yeah. When you're drinking it, and then the more surface area that of liquid, and as you know, alcohol uh, tends to melt ice because mm-hmm. it brings the temperature of water down. Anyway, so that interacts. So that if you have a larger cube, you have yeah. less meltage. Totally, and you know, and I more, think. <laughs> And more booze. Uh-huh. Let's let's kind of brass tax girl. <laughs> and it looks cool. Bigger ice means more fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so there. Um, can I get a double? I just think people also are very used to like cocktails looking a certain way now, and it's kind of very old school to have. You know, it, it's, it's a classy. It's a classy, it's a classy cube. Thing. And I love. I will never forget the first time I went over to have like a sh- an ice shard. Yeah. And my drink was at uh, what's the place? You below? mean Little Branch. Where's that? Little Branch over oh, yes, on 7th yes, 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 One yes, of the yes, first yes. cocktail places. Place. Yeah. It was Sasha Petarski, right? Yeah. That, it was the first place. And uh, my friend Sonny took me down. And oh, I ordered a Negroni <gasps> with a, ch- a like a an ice a, trunk. An 11 inch shard just like Ooh, sticking out of it. That's sexy. No, it wasn't That's inch real fun. <laughs> good it, ice. It was is... a solid nine with good... a three inch girth. <laughs> good ice. <laughs> Good yeah, ice here. is just, it's good. And like, you know, I also like tiny ice, like little ice pellets. I don't know. It's just a part of cocktail culture now. Which exactly. So I we can't go back thing, from. And you can go, there's my ice pick. <laughs> now, everybody knows the ice pick reference, right? And if you don't, I'm going to ask you to right now pause this podcast, 
you're probably driving, so pull out your iPhone and watch some video. It's okay. The other drivers won't mind. <laughs> or perhaps you're at the gym. Well, guess what? Just stretch your hamstrings, right? And pull up YouTube and Google Basic Instinct Sharon Stone ice pick scene. Love. Well, we don't know if it was Sharon Stone. Love. Sorry. Oh my God, I almost gave away the movie. Fucking spoiler, man. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Basic Instinct, then you're a loser. Okay, first of all, let's just say that Paul Verhoeven is a fabulous director. Verhoeven, however you want to correct who, who, It's Ver- pronounced Raspberry. Yeah, Paul Verhoeven is Dutch. <laughs> so has a great scene and she stabs the guy she's having sex with. She's sitting on top of him and she goes and she reaches in between the, he reaches in between the, the, what is it called? The mattress. And she takes the ice and she goes right as she's about to orgasm. And she's like, Oh my God. He's really stabbing. Oh my God. So that was thrilling. Truly. Honestly, I just released, uh, 15 hours of stress. I just Joe blowed in my pants. And not only that, if I were drinking right now, which oh my God. I don't really have, I never think about it anymore. It's yeah, so weird. it's, it's totally easy to not drink. Um, I would take a big glass of gin. Here's don't look at the do. liquor cabinet. I'd take a big <laughs> glass of gin and I'd get out one of my finest crystal glasses. I think that carnival glass, I love that it. it's like orange and really, really uh, iridescent. Beautiful. And I would take this chunk. Sorry, this one. See it? Oh, look how this is a oh, perfect yeah. chunk. And I would throw that chunk in there and I would take my glass Oh my God, Zara's lick. Zara! What? Stop licking the. Aunt, that's lick. my ice chunk for my imaginary gin I'm cocktail. All right. So I want to tell everybody one other thing about. It doesn't taste have, like freezer at all. So when you freeze a chunk of ice, if you're going to do it for a party, do it the night before because it takes a very long time. Yeah. You it can does. put it in a. I put mine in a bread pan, like a loaf pan. You could put it in a plastic, a flat plastic Rubbermaid or Tupperware, or whatever. Mm-hmm. A Gladware, whatever you want to call it. Gladware. We'll sponsor you. Sponsor us. What? I love Gladware. I use it all the time. And Tupperware, too. Put it in something from the container store. So anyway, that's that. and That's awesome. You put it overnight, and then the next day you take out your... But you remember a couple times I was drunk, and I was... Is there anything people shouldn't put it in? Well, don't give it to children. Don't put it in glass. Don't put it in glass. Put it... I put mine on a, sh- on a sheet pan. Yeah. On top of a wood cutting board i also think it um when you used to do them in the court containers mm-hmm. that's a good idea too oh yeah that's right anyway what you can do is also you can leave it out for a good 10 to 15 minutes and what that does is it tempers the ice because if you take it right out of the freezer it can shatter much more and you have much more control as the ice sort of tempers as they call it you would also do that with ice cream ice has a temper ice has a temper and you need to stab it and stab it stab it oh my um, god so you it, get a nice pick and you get and a nice pick I'll, and you get a nice pick you Sorry. can also take a flat sheet of ice and then you can score it with little i have this other tool see this one and you can Fun. score it it's like a it looks like a ancient uh it's a pokey yeah it's, <laughs> it's pokey. It's a Victorian. It's torture. Tr- uh, quintuple nipple snatcher. It's a back scratcher for the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you <laughs> stick it in, and it draws five points. It's a super acupuncture thing. Anyway, so you can uh, you can do that, and then you can score it, and then you take a knife, and you take the knife, a large chef's knife, and you go and you take it, and you crack down on it, and mm-hmm. you'll you can create chunks of ice. That's like so cool. Ice. Yeah, that's how they do. So anyway. That's an easy way to like make a party fun and classy without spending a ton of money. Right? Because I don't want to go down to the deli and spend up to $2.50 for a I know. like a two and a half pound bag of ice. I know. And like, where does that ice even like, I don't know. I always get sketched up. Also, not ice. all of it. A lot of people aren't fortunate enough to live right next to a deli. Yeah. Unless you live. As yeah. we like to say here in New York. I know, a deli. I'm so a deli? Oh, if you put it in a deli. Oh my god, in getting the dink in the deli ice. I'm not even from the West Coast, um, but I certainly sound like We it. always called it a deli in Long Island, and you would go to the deli and get like a deli iced tea and a deli sandwich and like yeah, a that's, fucking I think you, deli this and that. You've said that before. Okay, so listen. Now, I want to tell you a story. Please. We just take ice for granted, right? Yeah, we India, really do. That's true. You go to a tropical country. And, oh, there you go. Order your whatever. Can I have extra ice on the side? You know? Yeah. Well, listen. Okay. I'm listening. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm listening. I, it looked like you were looking at. <laughs> no. Uh, you look like I, I fell asleep standing like, up with my eyes open. It looked like you were looking for Joe Blow or something. No, I'm listening. I'm. But your eyes were trailing I'm off. I'm very, very excited to see where this is going. Well. Are you going to tell us your al- story about yeah, ice? Ice wasn't yeah. always this way. Okay. Now, 
everybody might think, oh, well, that's just obvious. Like, of course. Like, it was just obvious. Yeah, it was obvious. <laughs> good one. Sorry. That was really good. Thanks. It's obvious. I mean, just think about it. You just go to the freezer, pull out your, like, silicone ice mold, and voila, you have, like, a perfect one-inch cube. Yeah. No, it was not that simple. Okay. Before refrigeration, which really only until the 1940s is when they say there was about 5 million units in the United States. So that's not a lot considering that in 1940, 5 million units, how like of, of, of I'm sorry, of freezers. Okay. That makes Refriger- sense. Sorry. Refrigerators. I was like, freezers. they were going around counting the ice cubes. Was sorry. Confused. What I meant was electric. You're right. Let me go back. Electronic. Oh, you know, plug a in freezer. Freezer. Yeah. Refrigerators. Wow. And in the forties. That's yeah, in the forties. That's you know, people crazy. Had them people had them. Yeah. Refrigeration when electricity was, was happening in like in the 1920s 30s but you know world war one so there was definitely i'm sure movie theaters and bars had that anyway before that okay i uh, guess ice was not used and there was a man really in boston okay man in boston and his name was frederick tudor <gasps> okay i think he, i believe he was born in 1784 wow uh you have a good memory 17, yeah 1786 sorry i don't have my notes in front of me because i'm because i'm busy chopping ice uh but <laughs> Uh, so he decided at around age 13 that okay. he needed to, uh, tell the world about ice. Okay. Now he lived in Massachusetts where, as you know, has a very, the ice capital of <laughs> as, yeah, the Northeast. As everybody knows, the ice capital of the world. <laughs> no. And he really was called, he ended up naming himself or becoming named the ice king. Oh, wow. So this guy, Frederick Tudor, mm-hmm. uh, so at, I think he was around 23 years old. Oh. And fast forward a couple of years, he could, he was, his family was wealthy. Okay. He could have gone to Harvard. Uh, his brother, Fancy. his brother, his older brother ended up becoming a very prominent writer in Boston. Uh, and this is right turn of the century around 1800, you know, right around 1800. Okay. Young guy, skip school. I don't know what he does in between. I couldn't find that information. He decides he wants to sell ice because of the delicious memories he has of Massachusetts. And he's like, oh no, people will want ice in the summer months too. Yeah. And so he started saving the ice, and I don't exactly know then how he cut it. I'm assuming a giant saw, and he would save the ice and decided that he wanted to uh, send it to Martinique what? right around the year 1806. So, Because people in Martinique didn't have any he ice, thought, obviously. oh my gosh, that's where probably rum is coming from. This is the care, you know, or, right? It's, wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah and he, it's, so apparently he gets enough money together, and like I said, his family had money. So that wasn't a huge problem, apparently. Yeah. Uh, And he ships, I don't know, something like 80 tons of ice down to Martinique. And it arrives. And he... By ship, obviously. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, everything by ship. He bought a ship, apparently, for $5,000. His first ship. And I don't know... I don't know what that is in today's dollars, but I would say it's like a fleet of maybe like eight Penske trucks. Wow. I don't know. Something like that. I don't, that's what <laughs> I guess. Punk Penske drugs. Uh, the 18 wheelers. Yes, I did mean that. Uh, and anyway, so after that, he sells some of the ice, but not all of it sold off. He does it again. Things aren't looking too good. He starts to lose money. Okay. So now it's around, he goes to debtor, debtor's prison. <gasps> oh, God. Thank debtor's, God they don't have that anymore. Sorry, both you. I, you and I would be in I mean, locked prison. up he, for oh, good. You went two or three times. Oh my god! Two or three times. They didn't say exactly how much, but oh my god! So yeah, and he—that's awful. Exactly. So that gives me the heebie-jeebies to think about. They apparently they said even when he was out of prison, he was running around, and the sheriff was always trying to hunt him down because he owed so many people money. But he's like, no, I will sell ice. And the, wow. here's the problem. Let me backtrack just a couple minutes. Yeah. Is that People didn't drink, people didn't use ice. This wasn't a normal thing. Now, yeah. apparently there had been some research that in Italy and in France near the Alps, the, the very, very wealthy would have ice houses in like the 15, 1600s and they would okay. save ice for very cold beverages. <gasps> anyway. So I guess so, there are really no cocktails as we know them. I guess when did cocktail culture even start? I guess that's a Well, yeah, the, much episode. later. And I mean, people, don't get me wrong, people were drinking and people were drinking. People, sorry, bartenders were making cocktails. But and just without ice. Well, so that's why he started to... So after this, this is like 18, 10, 18, 13. Now like another five years passes. I don't know what he does. It's like 18, 19. He ends up in South Carolina, right? The guy's in South Carolina and he's convincing people, oh my gosh, you have to have ice. 
This is still this guy. I, what? We're going he's on, obsessed. Like, he's obsessed. Like 13 years later, he's like, no, 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 really. <laughs> no, <laughs> gotta have ice. You don't know. You don't know. It's, it's all about it's ice. Delicious. It's all the rage. It's cold. So it's, he starts selling. He, apparently, he was known for coming down in this boarding house, mm-hmm. and he would carry a little thermos or cooler of ice and put it in beverages and taunt it to people, be like, "Well, my my iced tea's nice and cold. How's yours? Like <laughs> my lemonade is just fresh as can be." And you know what? They probably didn't have lemons because, well, they did have lemons. They, but yeah, uh, still. There weren't too many lemons around, but more sweet tea. Right. Lots of sweet tea. So then he's apparently things are happening for him. He's he gets out and he's like, I'm going to show bartenders. I'm going to go up to the bartenders and be like, you need this for your cocktails. This is delicious in the summer. We Some don't people are taking nothing like that. <clears throat> yeah. We I like our cocktails warm. <laughs> like we like our women. No, no, really. <laughs> Sorry. Really, try it. It's delicious. <laughs> uh, and it's okay. So he starts selling some ice to Savannah, New Orleans, people in Havana, and of course, these are all still tourist destinations and people are going there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, at this point, he's still, now he's shipping ice, right? So uh, fast forward, some people are starting to take on to it. Exactly. This story is getting real boring. He's already no, just yawned at me. I'm just really tired. Mm-hmm. So no, the story, so is fa- <laughs> the story is fascinating. I want to hear way more. Okay. So then. No, I'm just kidding. It's really good. Now, hold on a second. Wait, no, please. T- wait, wait. There's more. No, I want to hear more. In 1826, his his need for ice is growing, and he meets a man named Nathaniel Wyeth. And now this like Wyeth W Y T H E. Yeah, did I mispronounce? Did I? Did no, I not at all. I was just wondering. If, I was wondering if it's like Wyeth, like you know, all the thi- like Wyeth it's Avenue. Y E T H is how I found this. Right, so maybe Wyeth, that's it. Yeah, but they could have reversed it upon upon. Well, you know, us. like there's Wyeth Avenue so, down here. Now he's harvesting ice. He need, he has all this land up in Massachusetts that his family still has. So he's getting ice from there and shipping it down. And this guy is like, hey, listen, you could double your production, triple your production. Uh, he invents a way to cut the giant sheets of ice with a horse and plow or saw, Whoa. rather, horse and saw. And not only that, but he has a conveyor belt system that he uses to bring these giant things of ice uh, up into uh, loading docks into storage units. And they would call them ice houses. Much, wasn't there a beer so called Ice House? Awesome. There's a bar called the Ice House in yeah. Red Hook, which is super totally. fun. We'll have to go there to celebrate. We what should. Happens. And so he starts getting more ice. And apparently, there were part of the danger was that these men were cutting ice, and they actually had. There is an Ice House. They had a thing called right. Ice Man's knees. Oh god, a bit. Oh god, what's I an a, Ice Man knee? I got the the worst case of Ice Man's knees. What I happens then? Bloody knees from ice banging oh, into knees. What? Yeah. Uh-uh. Okay, so listen, 1833, he takes a risk. He ships to Calcutta, India. What? Yes, that's right. And apparently they really like it. And there's I want I don't want to bore you with the details. No, tell me. I want to know. He started making millions of dollars. Oh my god. Uh and he ends up losing some of it because uh How could the ice not melt on the ship on the way over well, it all does. the way part, over to part, Calcutta? He had insulation systems. He trust me, this they were thinking of everything. It was yeah, he Legit. started to get into coffee, and which did not do that well. And then he got into and then he got into ice coffee. No, and then again, yeah, then he was like, "Oh, I can ship some fruits because all the ice, which the ship will stay cold." Smart. So, so he's doing smart all he's diversifying. However, he realizes that something he's losing money. Some of the some of the fruit, the tropical fruit, wasn't being stored properly. It didn't have chemicals back then, so yeah, it actually yeah. would rot. On a, it took about a month to get to the United States. Oh wow! He's like, I lost this entire ship full of finger limes. It, yeah, uh, my Buddha's hand is awful. I would never buy this kid. Who's doing this? Next day, ship it back, and I want the count. Yeah, exactly. So listen. So then, uh, where am I? Where am I? Eighteen thirty-three. So now he's got Tropical this guy. Fruit. Fruit. He's he's thinking. Let's focus back on this icing. This is going to be huge, and it yeah. is getting big. And uh, don't get me wrong. Other countries are are catching on. Okay. Uh, Scandinavia, Norway, and Finland, who, yeah. which has ice all the time. Yeah. They're like, just reach out your window and <clears throat> exactly. Look, the and ice so is they're free. shipping it, and there was some competition. Okay. And I guess around 1847, now that we're dealing with about 52,000 tons of ice, and even oh my god, he's he's making and shipping. Henry David Thoreau wrote in one of his journals. <laughs> Well, he's going on his journey in Walden Pond, right? Okay. He's, uh, you know, he's he's hibernating and living and writing in his yeah. journal. And he writes, oh, look, they're cutting up the ice and, and bringing it by and shipping it to the city. And oh, wow. He's like, had a firsthand He account. watched the ice being shipped. He's like... That's really interesting. Writing these, you know... That's uh, amazing. Reliance. Uh, okay. So then... 
you know, things sort of go on and there's a lot of competition. And I think he ends up dying around 1850. And at this point, oh, by the way, sorry. I wanted to tell you that he ended up meeting a wife. Okay. He ended up meeting a, a young gal at around, he was 50 years old. Wait, so when he was 50, he mm-hmm. met was 50 finally and he got had away? six children. Anyway, I thought good this for was him. really fascinating. So okay. anyway, so Ice is, you know, being, okay, now now everybody. What happened with his wife, though? I don't know. I forgot. Oh, okay. doesn't matter. She's not a part of the picture. Let's talk about the business, the money, <laughs> the capitalism. <laughs> the glory. Yes. The fame and the fortune and the now, ice. Now, the whole time, let me tell you something. This is the moral of the story, is that nobody, nobody before him wanted even to use ice in their cocktails. So yeah. not only, he wasn't just like, oh, I'm just like a really good sales guy. Yeah. He convinced people. That's that he that they needed to have ice. They needed something that they didn't even know that they needed. What if we don't need ice and we're just like idiots because this one guy was like, "No, you need ice," and like everyone's like, "You're right, we do need ice." But what if ice is bullshit and we well, are better off with ask. warm drinks? Funny thing you should ask because I have an answer for that. And I thought about. It. I knew you were going to ask. You that. did. Well, I was talking to my friend Steve who lives in Taiwan, and he said, "Oh my gosh," he said, "The Taiwanese and I think a lot of Chinese also think that." Ice is the reason we have so many problems. Really? Physical problems, cancer, mental problems, because ice is not good for us. And I was coughing the other day and I was FaceTiming him. And he said, oh my gosh, stop drinking anything with ice and no ice cream and only drink hot water. And because they think ice is I know. us. I do know that. Actually, my friend, I have a friend who's an acupuncturist who used to feel similarly. And she would even go so far as to be like drinking things that are cooling, like mint, mint tea. As and then I was to- like, you do like tons of cocaine how can you be like <laughs> hollering at me about ice and mint tea you're uh, a hypocrite i love a new york a, a but new i york love yogurt. her i know it's like um you really want to like adjust like how much mint tea and like ice you're having um can you pass uh the molly over yeah, there? Sorry. pass the molly with yeah, your I'll, left I'll hand do one more bump oh is that your thumb or your key awesome <laughs> this like, rem- but no ice oh ice is God. of course all wrong i went to a buddhist party once when i first moved to new york the New York Buddhist Society and everybody, <laughs> everybody was doing blow. Really? You're the the yeah. head of it. The head of it. The guy. Buddha himself. The the direct connection to Buddha was doing a bunch of fucking blow. Yeah. I mean, Honey, it gets you open. Zero to 16. Absolutely. Half a second, you get right to Buddha. So what happened with this guy, though? Well, he ended up dying. <clears throat> and I can't really tell you. How did he die? Froze uh, to death? Ho- you know what? I couldn't find infor- any information of how he died. Really? Should I need to find that out. Yeah, actually. find I it did, out. Well, I didn't want to end this. I didn't want to have there be an ending to it. I just like, yeah, oh, he, just leave it open ended. He passed gently in his sleep. Yeah, surrounded by his two he favorite died in a, kittens in a fire, and all of his children <laughs> invested all the money wisely, and all the family got along great. It forever. all worked out, and they live now in the ice palace. I thought you meant when you were saying that the the people in Taiwan think that ice is the root of all our problems. I thought you meant like more like worldly problems, not like physical problems. They're like, well, there would be no famine or war if not for evil ice. It was the evil. ice king. It was Frederick Tudor himself. <laughs> Frederick Tudor, the ice king. Ah. Yeah, so he was oh. called the ice king. And since then, you know, time passed and inventions were made. And that actually, it, that led to how air conditioning was was started really they put, yeah they would put ice in these things and run and fans blow. through it <gasps> so interesting yeah so wow. that's and anyway and then refrigeration was happening it's amazing and then people well you know people got ice boxes and that was a huge thing yeah and then, and then it all faded away and then every now, we, now just, we just have like it. oh my god like why is this ice i hate your ice machine okay can i say something yesterday i was at someone's house and i was looking for some ice to put over some oysters that i had gotten and I just got an ice crusher, by the way. Uh, fabulous. So next time That's know. amazing. I go into the freezer. There's four different ice cube trays, and they all are empty. And who that f- is the who sign are, whoever you are. of a true psychopath. It's like 10 self-slashes. There's no, <clears throat> there's no excuse for an empty ice tray in the freezer. Why? I'll be right back in just, just a quick fill fiddle. it up. What? Who does something like that? Half of Americans. It's so... Irritating. We could have a whole episode about how much that irritates me. Uh, it's so rude and lazy. I and can't even. Unacceptable. Okay. okay. Maybe we should. What if we assume the best? Maybe they had a party the night before and no. got too drunk. And I'm sorry. And- I do like giving people the benefit of the doubt, which mm-hmm. we were just talking about. But no, not with this. There's no reason. It's pure evil. Also, the second thing this reminded me of 
Have you seen the movie Batman and Robin when Arnold Schwarzenegger is Mr. Freeze? No. He's like, it's going to be a cold day, Batman. <laughs> and he just like, the whole <laughs> we should watch it right now. There's like a montage of all the scenes. He's just like, gives all these like stupid puns. He's like, it's, go- it's going to be a cold day. Are you ready for a freeze, Batman? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's I so really, really want to watch funny. that. Today's weather forecast freezing. He does ice. not say that. I swear, you have to watch right now. Just Google Mr. Freeze like montage. It's like freezing ice, cold, a cold winter, freezing ice. <laughs> the iceman cometh. I'm afraid that the Oh. Um. Oh, wow. I really believed him. You're not sending me to the cooler. This movie is amazing, and if you guys get a chance to run, don't walk to your nearest blockbuster and rent it. Oh, yeah, I guess so. We'll load that up on our Amazon Prime right away, yeah, Zara. Put it on your Netflix queue. Or just watch or just re listen to that little scene or watch it on YouTube Freezing right now. Freezing winter cold, icing, frozen, freezing, freezing, and lunches. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so, that was a great story. I so loved it. That is basically, and this all. That's funny. And I forgot to tell you why I was up with my limp wrists sliding all over the place on a slippery. <laughs> slope of ice is I the reason I thought of ice well for yeah. because of the obvious reason I knew that my drinking career was coming to a, sh- a sudden iceberg I, I, <laughs> sudden, my drinking career hit, has hit an iceberg <laughs> uh, is that I was in Salt Lake City yeah you, uh, YouTube they have a YouTube, lot of ice there no I was How's shopping it was really good but I was shopping at an estate sale and I found an ice crusher when nice. it was kind of like early 70s when it was electronic and it's That's very cool. fast and spindles and it has a coarse and a fine dial but uh so I bought that it's mm-hmm. like three bucks or something and I thought you know what this is just really nice to have and then yeah I, and then it got me thinking about ice and so here we are got you to thinking about the ice yep. when I was um in I guess I was in Kingston like visiting friends mm-hmm. and they do um this really cool like like boat ride down the Hudson. Mm-hmm. It's quick. It's like two hours total. If anyone's ever upstate New York in the Hudson River area, I recommend it. But they tell an interesting story about Henry Hudson and the ice trade going down the Hudson River. Oh, I'm, and how yeah. all the ice from upstate New York came from there down the Hudson River into New York City. But that was must have been later on after pe- after the masses were convinced they needed ice. Yeah. Also, before. we take it for granted though. It was interesting. I forget what I was watching. Isn't this. it crazy to think that this was actual the ice that was back then? Was simply, uh, was simply water from a pond, or a stream, or a lake, yeah, or a river. So the what you there was no filtration, and there really didn't. Well, I wouldn't say that there needed to be, but there the water was a lot purer back then. Yeah, especially in the spring in the springs of Massachusetts. Yeah, oh, delicious. I the Poland Springs. My friend uh, Zoe Kazan wrote this play. Um, and I just went to go see it a couple of weeks ago. Actually, Zoe a couple of months ago. I don't know what the name like that. Zoe Kazan. Anyway, she um she wrote this amazing play called After the Blast, and um there there's a scene in it and they're talking about like water and they're like it, it's like a dystopian future where everyone kind of like lives underground and the earth's been kind of like you know it's awful like mm-hmm. everything's gone to shit and everyone lives underground. Um, but there's a scene and the characters are talking about like remember water and people used to just like you know, uh, wash their hair with it and they used to shower with it and they used to spray their lawns with it because there was like a water shortage in this play. Uh, of course. And just thinking about ice now, like it's just so funny. Like, you know, I could imagine in a dystopian future, people think they used to skate on it. They used to put vegetables well, is, in it and use it as a, as a garnish. Like there a, is a way to chemically make ice, which they had tried. Yeah. And it just wasn't very successful, but it could be done. It right. can be done. I so guess if the if water someday so after then that be dr- no after that drought turns into ice yeah how come nobody in the drought talked about ice that's interesting huh. maybe they did and I just wasn't talking to them Zara <laughs> you have a you have a funny story about ice what is that oh yeah so I oh, used I to that. always I being from Long Island um you know I have I nothing know. <laughs> I'm pure class yeah I was like 
What are, where are you going with this? Everyone from Long Island loves ice luges. It's the best way to celebrate any kind of party. If you don't know what ice luge is, you uh, just... That is, a long, that, that is a Long Island thing. If, if you don't know what an ice luge is, you are a loser. Just kidding. If you don't know what an ice luge is, call up your nearest beer distributor or ice person and get one immediately for your next party or just for your home. They melt pretty quickly, though. Um, yeah. So an ice luge is basically a giant brick of ice that has like a tunnel dug down it. That you mm-hmm. pour liquor down and then you put your mouth at the other end and get like an icy cold shot. An icy cold shot. I'm yep. a firm believer that an ice luge is a surefire way to have an awesome party. Not just because everyone gets drunk, because it's just like a fun thing like to do. It it will like make any party more well, fun. Well, the first time that I saw <laughs> the first time that I saw your ice luge. Zara had a party in the summer. I remember you shucking oysters. Mm-hmm. It was like one of your first employee parties. Yeah, it was back, in the backyard of Brucey. Back, you bought of 10 pounds of Telegio. <laughs> I thought that was so weird. I used to go to the <laughs> East Village cheese shop. and You bought 10 pounds of Telegio. It was like on super sale, like a <laughs> dollar ninety nine a pound. I was like, it. I'll take five pounds. It's only like, <laughs> it that's like still only like. So hot out. It was blazing it was hot. so hot. It was, it was so crazy. Anyway, it was I bought very a half thoughtful. wheel. Anyway. It was a little bit overripe too, but who cares? It was the the presentation made up. Yeah, for it. it was fabulous. And I walked in, and there was this ice sculpture mm-hmm. uh, sitting on some type of table. And then I was like, <laughs> I said, "What is that?" He said, "It's a penis ice." It luge. was a big penis ice luge. <laughs> so you had to fill the liquor from the top, which yeah. would be the beginning of the shaft. The balls. The oh, was it the balls? I don't know. Well, was the up, balls would yeah. Exactly. It was up top. It was, it was a penis. Top. I forgot about that. And then at the, you had to uh, consume this, the shot from the very, from the mat, from the tip, from the tip. Um, Just that tip. was a really fun ice luge. And then and it was a shot of Fernet that I did first. Oh, fun. We became really famous for our Valentine's days at Brucey after we did mm-hmm. a Beyonce Valentine's day. Oh, that went viral. Yesterday. It's a whole nother. Yesterday episode. was Valentine's day. If it you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Closing with Brucey. To your closing. Everybody pour a little out. But so we always used to do these like fucking crazy parties and there'd be so many people in the restaurant like that we'd have to get a tent for the outside, like Mm -hmm. a heated tent for people to like wait in. A circus tent. It was crazy. So we always had an ice luge for that. And then the year after Beyonce, we did a Kim Kardashian Kanye West themed Valentine's Day, which was really fun. It wasn't as insane as as Beyonce, but it was fun. It was, yeah, yeah. It was so like, we got a huge Kim Kardashian ice sculpture and you could take shots out of the ass and the nipples. It was awesome. Well, I know. I regret not being able really to. I regret not being able to. <laughs> it was so fun. And then, okay, so then the last year, I ordered some kind of crazy one. Oh, it was a tombstone because we did a funeral theme for the last night of Brucey uh, two years ago on Valentine's Day. That's right. And I ordered this giant gravestone ice luge that was like really intricate. I spent like, I don't know, $500 on it or something. For real? Yeah. It was awesome. And then the guy broke it on the way down oh the stairs. Oh my God, that's like my cake story. He yeah. must have felt awful. Because Brucey was like a couple stairs down. It fell off. It broke. So there's a broken oh. giant ice tombstone. So the guy oh, had an extra ice luge in the van for some reason. And it was like, congratulations, graduates, 2015. It was like very old, I guess. Because this was in February. And this was oh, like I'm a, sorry. I was a graduation. Year, I was like, but it's 2018. No, it was like a graduation one from like the summer before. And he sorry, had it. And he's like, do you just want this one for free? And we're like, of course. It was even better that it was like a random ice luge. Because yeah, yeah, it's totally like Brooklyn. Ironic. Yeah. I was like, oh, isn't this so funny? Oh my God, I like congratulations, t- graduates. Uh, Happy birthday, grandma. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> girls just wanna have fun oh wait that's hey, yeah i had a, okay so yeah yeah so those are that's my ice the ice luge stories oh. for me but pro tip seriously if you're having a party pony up 200 bucks and get an ice luge it's Listen, it the most the fun you can have with thing. ice well not the only thing but it is it is one of the major things that i do remember from meeting you in your party and i thought you're right that is that does turn it's a best because if you get a random stranger coming to your party like whose party we're yeah. going to be like i don't know everybody like, really bonds over it zara tangara right and then you go and there's a penis ice luge yeah or a, vagina, a vagina or a, vagina or a or non-body a, part yeah yeah it could or, be a foot absolutely i would recommend a nose a, f- a nose would be awesome a, d- a very steep chin like a jay leno chin mm-hmm. something like that yeah uh, yeah. So any one of those, yeah. uh, give your ice, your local ice person a call 
uh, and they will custom so make fun. that for you. Yeah. We don't have any recommendations because we are not doing free plugs just quite yet. Uh, but <laughs> we will be soon. If you uh, are in the ice business and you want us to give you a shout out, you know we are just a thousand dollars away. Just yeah. kidding. I have to pee. Okay. Let's end. I'm going awesome. to pee. That Guys, was it was really, fun. Really fun it was fun. I hope everybody gets an ice pick. That on was really fun. Oh, you know what? I want to say a shout out. Yeah. To where, like, places that we like this week. Um, uh, yes, we're, we're. I'm shouting out Bedouin Tent. Bedouin Tent is wonderful. Delicious. They don't have ice. They have no ice, but they have homemade fresh pitas, delicious Middle Eastern food, and it's cheap. It's on Atlantic Avenue if you haven't been. Good, 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 they good, make good, some good, 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 Gorgeous falafels. Delicious. And their their pitas are made fresh to order right in the front. It's cash only. It's so Tiny good. Tiny little place. And you said they have a very, very clean kitchen. Super clean. I see they're super, super delicious. They're absolutely wonderful. And they're lentil nice soup. People. If you go eat, get the lentil soup. It's so I good. always get the the lamb the lamb pita. Oh yeah, that's it's what Peter Shelsky told me yesterday when I was in Shelsky's. Another great place that um, their merguez is really good. Mm, delicious. What about merguez. you? What do you want to shout out? Oh, uh, let's see. Where have I gone? Oh my gosh, I went to Noodle Village. Surprise! surprise. Yum. <laughs> Noodle Village is the best. I will own stock. I will own stock. It's the best. One. Day. What's the best thing to get at Noodle Village? Do you think? Mm, again, they don't have ice because they believe that. Uh, oh yeah. But I get the ginger scally noodles. Yeah. And if you don't want, and it's the thin lo mein noodles, like Hong mm. Kong style. Yeah. Uh, there's no meat on it. They have that wonderful XO sauce. And then they also have, uh, you can get the noodles with all the dumplings. Oh, yeah. dumplings. I like that. Okay. So that's it. That's I where hope you everybody had fun. Guys, and- what a good show. Brett and I love you. And this was a really fun thing. I've been struggling this week with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, right. listen, but go treat yourself and get yourself a penis ice luge, even mm-hmm. if it's just you. A penis ice luge and some ginger scallion noodles. <gasps> you fire and freeze and froze. Bye. All of our episodes are recorded right here at Studio 54 at the heart of Fort Fort Green, Green, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Our rock star, award-winning sound editor and producer is Christine Farrell. I'm Zara Tangora. And I'm Bretton Scott. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.